Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Patronage, written by Rientific Theory. The bar was loud but not crowded, dingy but not dirty. The muttering and raucous laughter of a dozen species drifted through the atmosphere. And just as many harsh, conflicting scents from what passed were drinks, I risked a glance up again and jumped, knocking over a glass when I realized what was staring at me. I froze under those hardened eyes, panicking, while some oddly rational part of my mind notified me that whatever was in the glass was spitting and hissing its way across the table. After what felt like an eternity, he broke the spell and waved me over with a small gesture, cleaning rag forgotten. I walked over in a trance and stood in front of him. He was the first human that I'd ever seen, and he was huge, like something out of a holovid. Scars scattered across his face, and his deep grey of his armor was mottled with burns, dents, and gouges. On anything else, it would have looked as though they were piloting a small mech, but those somehow proportions fit him. A giant in the flesh. Looking down, I realized his helmet sat on the table. The front was illuminated by a skull being consumed by black fire. Sit down, kid, and don't bite. His voice was rough, somewhere between a growl and a deep baritone. As I sat, it was precisely at that moment that I realized how terrified I was. For a moment, we just stared across the table at one another. I hazarded a prayer to the mother on the off chance that I might be finding out the truth of the business firsthand. He cleaned his throat and broke the silence. I'm guessing you haven't seen much of us then. This time, his voice rolled out smooth and pleasant. Closer to the elders than the personification of death sitting before him. As the thought streaked through his mind, I realized that there was a hint of a smile on his face and the sharpness had bled out of his eyes. It felt jarring, like the world had just tilted. I, uh, you, you don't look at all bad now. My mouth snapped shut for a moment after realizing what had just spilled out of my mouth. For the second time in as many minutes, I threw a Hail Mary this time to the world spirit, just in case she would be kind enough to fold me into her afterlife instead. Confusion playing on his face. He leaned back for a moment before showing nearly as many teeth as the skull on his helmet. Crap! And laughing. It was explosive, gut-wrenching laughs that tore through the room like a freight hauler. Everyone who had been studiously acting like they were a blank space in the middle of the tables turned to openly stare, and my manager looked on with alarm when he realized that I was sitting with a lone human. The outburst finally slowed to a chuckle. Ha! <laughs> Five months of Zeno's cowering, and here you are trying to pick me up. My frills went wide in alarm. Sorry, I, um, um, damn it. What was the word? Um, sir, but I don't think I would be hard-pressed to lift even a portion of your armor. He laughed again, but a little more subdued. I know, I know. His voice was warm and cheerful, dark eyes twinkling. 
Our reputation has gotten a bit of a little heavy, so I try to find humor in the little things. That and you echoed my wife's reaction word for word when we went out on our first date. He paused and looked around, everyone immediately tearing the gaze away. I also forgot how quiet you guys are, so pardon my outburst. Again, I felt a jarring tilt, the terrifying creature in a well-worn combat gear grinning like my grandfather would on holidays. No, no, no problem, just, um, uh, well, surprising. We we heard so much about stories about, about you, how, um... He quirked an eyebrow at me, still smiling while I stuttered. How, um, uh, how you, uh... I gulped. I actually audibly gulped, and the grin left his face. How destructive we can be, how, uh... For, for forceful, like a uh, unstoppable forceful humans can be. I trailed off almost pleadingly. Looking up, I felt a flicker of fear before a somber expression took a hold of his face. Yeah, I guess we've earned that. He tapped his fingers against the table, contemplative despite the weight of each impact. Still, though, we put in a lot of work into not being as bad guys. You'd think that we'd do a little more approachable. His dark brown eyes stared unfocused into the distance before turning back to me. Tell you what, it looked like you had a healthy amount of curiosity, so how about we do a little exchange? The intensity of his gaze threw me off for a moment. I, uh, I don't really have much to give, just clean tables here. He barked out a laugh and slapped the table. I'm not asking for much, just a few answers to some questions of mine, and I'll provide the same... With excitement, being able to freely question a human bored with the realization that his brief motion had left an imprint of a large gauntleted hand deep within the table. Following my gaze, he noticed the imprint. Oh, uh, oops. A blue glow lit out from the palm and an odd series of ripples completely washed the imprint away before continuing up my arms. I felt a twinge of hunger despite having just gotten off my meal break. I sputtered, but what? He grinned. Nanobaric resonance manipulation. First question. What's your name? I was reading. Todd, I'm Todd. What's your... Marcus, nice to meet you. And second question. Rini, we're light years from humanity. Your name really, Todd? Yes, my parents are part of the human cult. Realizing that I'd yet to close my mouth, I snapped it shut. He, uh... Marcus nodded to me. Oh, uh, Um, what do you like to do? Dumb, dumb, dumb... He laughed again. At least I was entertaining the giant friendly death machine. Surfing, space diving, drinking, crushing needs, addiction cults. Why were you staring earlier? I felt like the world was spinning underneath me. And every time I thought that I had a grasp on things, something new would knock me off balance. Crushing needs addict. Marcus playfully smacked the table. Hey, answer first, then question. I stared for a moment, realizing that the entire bar behind him was openly listening in on everything, and a quick glance confirmed that my boss was thoroughly polishing a table that I'd spilled a drink on just months ago. Marcus leaned forward, armor sliding smoothly despite the clear abuse that it had suffered. Right, I took a break. I was curious to what your fully armored human was doing here. What do you mean crushing needs addiction cults? Now you're getting it, he smiled. Now I mean that I'm crushing the addiction cult set up by the need, capitalized. Weren't you afraid of the footy armored human? My mouth started moving, seemingly without my input. To be honest, I was terrified, but it didn't make sense that you would spend an hour drinking before kidding us. Who is need, capitalized? 
mock us round. It's just need. Their name is capitalized, and need is a deity of now defunct Saltog malediction. Would you have been afraid of an unarmed human? Yes. It was weird. It felt detached, almost like I was floating, but confident. I hardly wondered if the out-world drinks had really good to others as it made them out to be. Humans are terrifying. I thought the Saltar malediction already had a god. Marcus frowned hard enough to inject a concern. Sorry, I mean, uh, you seem nice and all, but, um... He laughed. Really, a recurring theme now. No, I was frowning because that's not a question. Try again. I smacked my head. Uh, um... Didn't the Saltar malediction already have a god? He smiled. Phew. They did. It was called the Screaming Hunger. Then, and was worshipped as a god of cannibalism. We put a stop to that, and now it's scraping up whatever energy it can get of the hunger of addiction. Why do you think humans are terrifying? That's a bit heavy, he cocked his head. The question, I clarified. I mean, I guess the god thing too. Well, I guess... Not every day you find yourself explaining the terror of your human to humanity. You're huge. Marcus raised his eyebrows and gestured to himself. Yeah, no, yes. All of you, though. In everything. When you look at the greatest singers, they aren't all humans. They're almost all Dars. But there's a few. The best architects are mostly Tuans. But there are several humans whose structures rate and travel to the galaxy to see. It's the same with scientists and artists and engineers. It's everywhere. I looked up to make sure Marcus was still paying attention. So imagine when a group that's pretty good at everything turns its hand to war. We all expected you to be second best again, to be bloodied by the 7,000 blades. And uh, you aren't. You take down the God of War and the Eternal Campaign, and then... And then... uh, I glanced at his outfit. And then our patron came out. Marcus finished for me. Yeah... I shot back a little lamely. Since then, with the gods all in a tizzy, in a tizzy, the media blackouts and the lack of information, it's hard to not be afraid of a species that worships death and killed a god, right? For a moment, my eyes landed on the thing smoking corner booth. I'd never been a smoker, but there had been a reason why so many creatures did it. My attention snapped back to Marcus. His eyes hardened and he downed a swig of the drink strong enough to be flammable. To answer your question, all right, we were bloodied by the blades. We don't worship death and we've killed three, soon to be four gods. Next question, why is it that a young Xeno cleaning tables has been the only one willing to pull me in on this? I gulped. This was edging on heretical territory. Well, when you first showed up, everyone thought that you were a godless. I mean, you had religion, but you didn't have a god, and it wouldn't be the first time another species lured away someone's god through better worship. Everyone just assumed that you were really good at everything. It was just hopeful, you know. That was all the, even the godless can achieve great things if they work hard enough. Imagine what the godly can do with sufficient grace and benedictions, and you guys just kept doing great things. More than you should have. The bar was silent. I knew it was unwise to imply humans could outshine the gifts of the gods, but, uh, rock and hard place. The priests were, um, displeased. The gods were, uh... I couldn't think of a way to finish that that wasn't asking to be smited, so I just moved on. Then the end of the war and a... A, uh, a cosmic constant appears to take the soul of a god, claims you as her children... Everyone's been terrified that her gift has the ability to consume souls for power. 
alongside less believable but more terrifying ideas. I forced myself to meet Marcus's eyes and realized that I was panting. Jeez, please don't strike me down. I just really needed a drink and a smoke and an eat. I offered in silent prayer. It took a moment for the silence to sink in. Uh, oh, so, uh, what did she give you? The question everyone wanted to know, but no one wanted to ask. Marcus frowned. This is going to be the last answer, not because I don't like you, but because of a change in plans. The short answer, death didn't give us anything. I saw expressions of confusion spill around the bar. I snuck another glance at the smoker and wondered if I could take some. Death isn't like your patrons. She didn't hand us lavish gifts and power to secure her own worship. She took. Our ancient cities took thousands of years longer to form because everything that we tried ended in death. When we were a tribe, she took the slowest, the weakest, the strongest who went out to hunt. When we gathered in villages, she sent raiders to take the peaceful. When the raiders slept, she sent more to take the inattentive. When we built castles and great walls to protect us from each other, plagues stalked through the walls closed by siege and took more. When we unified into a great empires, she took us by the tens of thousands as the weak and primitive ground against organized and advanced until they were too torn down. When we unified into nations and spread democracy, she sent nationalism and fascism to ignite a machine of war that nearly consumed the world. He paused to heave a breath. Death was the mother we never wanted. She took the weak, she took the strong, she took the deserving. His voice cracked as he spat out the next line, and she took the innocent. In the end, she only left with those who survived by any means necessary. He slammed the rest of his drink before picking up his helmet and slotting it into place. Which is why, if there's one thing that can be said about us, it's that we've never known when to give up. The skull grinned at us, and Wizzy's voice rang out in the otherworldly echo. I noticed a high-pitched tone screeching just at the edge of being understandable, and my mind abruptly jumped back to when I had my first glass of instead liquor. I realized I had never craved anything so badly as I wanted that glass. Shakily, I started to stand before the skull, before Marcus gently pushed me back down. The ringing grew into a howling scream. Through the hunger, I felt a needle prick and wondered, hoping, desperate, that it was narcotics. Everything started to fade, and from a great distance, I heard the skull mutter. That said, I'm awfully glad to have you on my side. A voice whispered across the room, cutting through the rising scream. Sweat and lilting and harsh and cruel, at once near and far. It spoke with a bittersweet promise of endings too soon and moments untreasured. Do you forgive me then? If there was a response, I lost it in the bone-shattering need screaming in my soul, drifting though I was, and gave in to the sweet siren call of unconsciousness. Some time later, I awoke to the sound of animals croaking, the light shining on my face. Sitting up, I pushed the debris off my chest and realized that I was sitting in the bar. No, that I was sitting in what was left of the bar. Looking around, I realized everyone was neatly lined up along where the far wall would have been. And after one panic moment, still breathing, in fact, the entire place had been completely demolished, all except for a single table, incongruous in its normalcy. Climbing to my feet with a groan, the glass and wood clattered to the ground. I staggered over to the table and found a note pinned to next to the table. 
Apologies for the mess. Need was supposed to cower in his den until I arrived, but the threat of impending death seemed to make him reckless. However, I appreciated our conversation, and you provided some much-needed awareness that has been all but impossible to achieve before now. I understand that this was likely a stressful event for you, and as such, I have left a sum of money that should be more than enough to buy your own bar. Don't worry about your boss, I took care of the repairs for him as well. If you want to retire and lead a lavish lifestyle, I don't blame you. Take the tablet and go. On the other hand, though, if you're still curious about humanity, open up the tablet and hit the beacon. I could use someone who can talk to the locals. Marcus. Todd looked around, not at the bar, but the desolate surroundings, scrublands extending as far as the eye could see. A dead town that fit him just as badly as his name. Feeling an odd bolt of heat flash through his body, his heart galloped at the idea of leaving, of leaving into the unknown. For a brief moment, Dara grabbed him and shook him from the bones. With all his inner turmoil, a quiet grin worked its way onto his face. He hit the beacon. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.